Oh, unrelated to that, as I'm scrolling through shit, I'm seeing a bunch of rumored, reported stuff about Jared Leto starting in, starring Tron. in Tron Three. Ooh! If they don't give Joseph Kaczynski back for that movie, I riot. Is that who the main character was? No, he directed. Oh. And directed Oblivion with Tom Cruise, and directed oh, Top Gun awesome. Maverick. Oh. So the dude's got a resume, and I want him... Because he did fucking awesome with Legacy. I loved that Tron movie. It was awesome. Yes. People gave it shit. I don't know why. I thought it was awesome. I know. It needed to make money, and I'm really sad it didn't. I feel like it. that's one of the movies that sort of became a cult classic. Just like the first one. Yeah, because I feel like everyone I talk to, they're like, yeah, Tron fucking rules. I'm like, yeah, it does. Fuck! <laughs> and then you put on that soundtrack and you're like, it fucking rules 10 times more. Yeah. <laughs> I need to go buy a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Any kind of helmet. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it has to be sparkly and lights yeah. on. <laughs> Give me some fucking neon. doesn't yeah. matter. Hello and welcome to another episode of Brian Guy and Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Levick. Joining me for this episode is Andy Stoles. What's up, podcast people? Josh Zorch. I got no good responses <laughs> yet, so I got to come up with something, I guess. And Mike Bradley. Also, no response. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. I was supposed to say something? That's fine. Um, we're here. And we're going to do this thing, and you're going to enjoy it. Hopefully. That's, we hope so. <laughs> that's what's about to happen. We're going to enjoy it either way. So, you know. Yeah, that's the important You're along part. for the ride. Uh, all right. So, up front, before we get in the episode, I think I did this the last time we had an episode. But just as a reminder, due to some of my uh, work schedule and traveling episodes, maybe a little few and far between for the time being. So, we're going to try to at least give you one episode a month. Uh, we may try to, if we can fit it in with timing and scheduling and try to get you like two episodes a month, which, you know, we can consider that a bonus episode. So really this month, this is your bonus episode. We're getting two in this time. So you are welcome. So, uh, yeah, if we keep the pace, we'll try to get to two episodes a month, but I don't want to overpromise. So I will, I will at least guarantee you one episode a month going forward for a little bit and we'll go from there. There is at least six coming in February yeah. though. Uh, what? No, so no, 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 don't ever promise. <laughs> don't ever promise. Uh, all right, so this is, again, this is your bonus episode for the month of January. So as promised, uh, we are getting to our top 10 favorite movies of 2022. Um, if you've listened to our most anticipated movies of 2023, which was the last one we did, uh, we tried a different format for this one. So our, our list episodes notoriously have gone very long. Uh, if you were, were around for our 250th when we went four and a half hours, uh, that, is, that is still the bar for length of an episode. Uh, we swear we will never do that again uh, for the same sake of everyone's sanity. Uh, so what we used to do is we'd start with everyone's 10 and then go around the horn at everybody's 10 and then do everyone's 9 and work our way up to 1. That seemed to take very long. So we tried a different format for the last one <clears throat> where we're going to go through one person's list at a time and we're going to give ourselves sort of a timer 
so they have some allotted time to get through their 10. Uh, a little bit of a tweak to what we did the last time. We're going to go through their honorable mentions first. We're going to go through their 10 to 6 and then talk a little bit about those five movies. And then we're going to do 5 to 1 and talk about that chunk. And then we've also added in surprises and disappointments that we'll probably try to throw in right at the end of that person's discussion. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. I, I think it worked pretty well the last time. We'll see if we can keep the pace for this one. Um, we're trying to break it up a little bit because I think when we rattled off all 10 very quickly uh, in the last time we tried to do this, it was easy to lose track of what the hell we talked about and movies to jump back to. So hopefully if we chunk it up a little bit, it's a little bit easier to follow uh, for people's chunk list. Chunk it up. That's what I said. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's pizza time. I'm also going to attempt to do what I've done in the past for our favorite movies, which is I'm going to try to keep track of everyone's list and look up each movie's Rotten Tomato ratings and give everyone an average to see what they hit based on their top 10. So we're going to get a best critic score from someone and a best audience score for someone based on the top 10 movies of their list. So we'll see who, not not that there's like a you know prize or anything for this. It's bragging rights really. Be. There needs to be. I'll, I will let you do come your laundry up with for a month. Some sort of a trophy to pass around from year to year. Brian does you... our laundry for a month. For a month. <laughs> who who won last year? Do we know? Uh, let's. See. It, well, last one we did, which was the two fifty. That was the favorite movies of twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. Um, yeah. if I pull that list up, I had the best audience rating at ninety two. Uh, critic rating. You had a 92% audience rating? Yes. Uh, Josh wow. had the best That's critic rating at 83.6. Wow. The critics must have hated everything else <laughs> that everyone else picked. That's not that great for... I mean, maybe that's not that bad actually for critics, is, but... though. Like, yeah, for, the, for the 10 average, movies? Like... Average critic scores, we had an 82.6, a 70.8, 76.8, and an 83.6, which was Josh. What was I? Was I the seventy? You were the seventy point eight <laughs> for critics. Something on there, something on there drew me down. Hard, Raccoon City. Welcome to Raccoon City was a thirty. Yeah. So that yeah. tanked what? your score. <laughs> I stand by that. That movie was fucking fantastic. <laughs> it was. Wait, they're not wait, real the, fans. The Res- they don't know. Resident Evil movie. Resident Evil. Yeah. Welcome to Raccoon City had a at the time that we recorded that. I don't know if it's changed, but it had a thirty. Rotten Tomatoes critic rating, and that tanked Mike's average for his movies. <laughs> wow. Well, let's see what tanked him this year. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what stands out for everybody else. I, I, I said I sent Brian my. I, I honestly, I told Brian I did a little bit of the work for him because I know he, you know, it's been tough uh, with work and everything. So I sent him my critic review score already because I looked it up to try and help out in that way. Um, but I forgot that we actually do the audience as well, <laughs> and I did not calculate that well luckily but as I long as i, I last year's audience score. can look up the numbers or, i have it calculated right. in the spreadsheet so it does the math for me which is great so i just have to punch in the numbers and it does the work wonderful wonderful but yeah no it still is 30 percent. it still is down there okay and i don't care what they say that it was so much i'm not going to get into it <laughs> let's not rehash um, the past let's look forward yeah as we talk about listen the to the episode year. you can hear about why uh, we did prick our order beforehand, so we're going to start with Josh, go to Andy, Mike, and then myself. Um, the only other thing I'm going to throw out there before we get to the list is, you know, I, I promised Andy I'd make a note of this, and he can bring it up <laughs> when he gets to his list too. But for the record, I believe Andy is here a bit begrudgingly because there are a lot of big movies that he did not get around to seeing that would have probably made his list. 
So we're going to put a big asterisk next to his list and basically say this is subject to change at any any point later once he gets around to some of these other movies. So once once you go through his list and he's going to he he's forgoing the honorable mentions, surprises and disappointments and he's just going to rattle off all the stuff that he should have seen this year and you're going to probably be surprised at some of the stuff he missed that will there's a good chance some of that stuff is going to end up on our other lists. I'm going to jump into the future right here for you to March 2026. Andy finally watches Morbius. Okay. That is not on the his list. New number say, one. I don't that. It's his new number that. one in March 2026. That is his new number one. There is, there is no such time where, I'll, well, where I will ever be Morbin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to say, so there is no such Morbin time. But, all right. Um, all right, well, I guess we'll kick it off. So, Josh, if you want to be the first man up, give us your honorable mentions. Sure. I have I have two. Um, we're going to start with The Gray Man. This was a, a Netflix uh, film uh, written by Stephen McFeely and Christopher Marcus, who did all of the Captain America films, as well as Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. Uh, also co-written by Joe Russo, who directed most of the Captain America movies and those two Avengers films and co-directed by the Russo brothers, Anthony and Joe. Uh, I thought the cast was great. Uh, Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans together in a movie were fantastic. Um, I'm liking a lot of the different uh, acting choices uh, and roles that Chris Evans is taking post Marvel. Um, They're really fun. Just all around good, like assassin action fun it just it, it it rolled it was really good um the other one was uh my other honorable mention is violent night this is the david <laughs> harbour is santa claus uh versus terrorists movie and it was so silly and amazing and it was the best popcorn movie i think i saw in years I'm a little sad I didn't get to that one. Uh, you would love it. It, it. it can be graphic at times to let you know. Um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, it might be a little non-Brian at times. Okay. Yeah, uh, there's a few Good moments. For the warning. But um, it's Check also the it's TNT version. It's a. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's so gratuitous at times, though, that it it's almost comical. Um, and honestly, John Leguizamo uh, appears elsewhere on my list. And I think he's one of the most underrated and underappreciated actors uh, of the last 30 years. When you think of all the shit that he pops up in, like, we just rewatched John Wick. Completely forgot he's in John Wick. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, he doesn't play a big role, though. No, he doesn't. Like, but he's there, and he's good. Yeah, he's always, like, he's never not good. Um, so I, li- I liked that a lot. Okay, so cracking into the official top 10, um, we're going to start with... Uh, the first half is at number 10, uh, everything everywhere all at once. This movie was too weird, too unique, not to make it. Uh, there's something about it that I don't necessarily think that I connected to or not to put it down, but like, it's not that I didn't enjoy it, but there's nothing really about it that I could say it was better than all these other movies that are going to follow. It was just so damn different, um, but still kept itself in a focused lane that you never really got lost in what they were telling you in all of the weird metaphysics that are involved in it. So that hits number 10. 
Number uh, nine is where Leguizamo pops back up. Number nine for me is the menu. Um, I really liked this. It is kind of a... You're not sure if it's a horror movie, if it's a thriller, if it's just like an unsettling kind of psychological drama. Um, Ray Fiennes, one of his best, in my opinion, really owned it. Uh, Anna Taylor-Joy, spectacular. Uh, you're never quite sure where the endgame is going. Keeps you on your toes the whole time. I, I really liked it a lot. Uh, number eight, Bullet Train. This was in my top ten anticipated. Uh, sort of a wild card at the time. I just basically saw a cast list and a director and a premise. And I'm like, that just looks fun. And it was. My my only critique of it is I think it could have been like 15 minutes shorter. But other than that, um, it it's just good, good fun. Um, Aaron Johnson. Um, Aaron Taylor Johnson stood out to me in that in that movie something about his his affectation on his speech i don't something just his character was really really good um specifically and and i liked that movie a lot uh i think this one's gonna throw a lot of people off um i saw this twice once at the drive-in and then i watched it with uh sarah later um where the crawdads sing this was just a drama based on a book um I actually, the, the lead actress, I don't recall her name right now because she's not, like, she doesn't have household recognition. Um, but um, it, it it was just really good. It's kind of a murder mystery in a way. Um, it was just a really... Her name is Daisy Edgar... Daisy Edgar Jones. Thank, I didn't mean to... No, no, please. Thank you. Yeah, cre- credit, credit. credit is needed where, where, where it's due. Um it was just really well done. I I thought I can't really give much away about it. Um, what you, if you check out a trailer, you'll kind of get the premise of the movie. Uh, but it, I, yeah, I just really liked it a lot. And it's definitely kind of out of my wheelhouse for things that I typically bring up here. Um, uh, and then number six, before we break for discussion is where we first hit, uh, the genre stuff. So this is Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness. At number six. Uh, I will open the floor before I share thoughts on that. Um, there's a few that I'm going to talk about when my turn comes, so I'll save that for then. Um, but the one you had just mentioned where the crawdad's saying, mm-hmm. it's one I've seen trailers for. I really want to see it. I have not yet seen it. Mm-hmm. It looked super interesting, and I just have not found a way to watch it at home yet. Mm-hmm. I think it is on Netflix. Because I think that's where we ended up seeing it. Okay, I will have to look for it there. That movie also looked pretty interesting to me. I don't remember ever hearing anything about it until I saw a preview in front of another movie I saw at a theater, and I was like, that's interesting. I don't know what the hell that's all about, but mm-hmm. it does look interesting. I would say, the, the, if nothing else, this movie, this movie almost performed a miracle. It got me to not automatically hate a song by Taylor Swift. <laughs> I can't name a song by Taylor Swift. I probably would have a very difficult time. Um, but whatever this one is that was like an original song written for the movie, it was actually pretty good. Okay. I'm glad to see Bullet Train on your list. I figured it was going to hit, and I just didn't know where. So I'm glad it made it. 
Uh, n- yeah, I, I. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was gonna move to another movie. So if you have something for Bullet Train, go uh, for it. I was just saying, yeah, but Bullet Train's hitting my list too. I didn't. I, I had a really hard time placing Bullet Train with my list. Yeah. And the other thing I would say, Josh had mentioned Aaron Taylor Johnson, um, Michael Shannon was uh, yes. as fantastic as fucking always that dude is amazing in everything it i he why he doesn't get more work i have no idea he should be in everything I, it completely is, go ahead andy it completely blew my mind that uh that was the same actor that played kick-ass no oh. <laughs> completely blew my mind. i was like yeah wait no no <laughs> and who yeah. and also <laughs> and let, let you know let's tie the and, geek culture together who also plays Quicksilver in the MCU and who is about to play Craven the Hunter in Sony's universe. Apparently he got that job because of Bullet Train. So Yes. And he is also in the lead running to be the next James Bond. I've heard rumors. Yeah. Yeah, there there is rumors that he may be our next Bond. That's not solid yet, but it's it's out there. It's floating around and it's like "Hmm." it's an interesting choice. I want to see that. That yeah, I would. I would watch that bullet train resume. I I, I would watch a Bond with him in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think that may have helped honestly. So, sorry. Go ahead, Brian. To whatever you uh, want to comment on. Yeah, what was I? Oh, um, for the menu. Like I've been curious about that. I didn't see it myself, and I was wondering would it pass the Brian Bechtel test of like will I freak <laughs> out or not? <laughs> You'll be okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of anything in there that's gonna get you. Yeah, for this because I couldn't yeah, tell from the trailer. That, there's not sort of like Josh said gore. if it was more just like thriller suspense or if it was leaning towards the horror element. And I, if it was going it's horror, then it's the not two. for me. I would say it's in between. Okay, like it, it you're yeah. safe. Okay, like there's nothing gory enough to. They don't Agreed. try to be gory. Uh, yeah, like they they're not trying for that. They're trying to build a thriller. Okay. Yeah, more than okay. horror. Then I might have to make my way around to that one. Yeah, it goes like borderline unsettling. Uh, yes. You know, if you want to split hairs, like where the horror thriller genres start to blur. Um, yeah. Like, just tries to make you like, it's like it makes the viewer uncomfortable sitting in their seat watching it as if you are sitting in the restaurant where most of the movie takes place. Like, they do that okay. good of a job. Um, so if you're, if you're okay with, with that, it's actually a really good experience, I think. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've heard it's good from a few different people and now I can't remember who else told me that, but I do remember hearing from multiple sources that it was, it passed everybody's test. It was a surprise for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you're going to hear more. <laughs> <laughs> um, Josh, I guess if you want to move to the next yep, five, what I just want to say before we get going, and I should have said this before, but the idea of this these lists and talking about our top 10 favorites, we're trying to do this to recommend movies for people to see. If you haven't got around to some of this stuff, mm-hmm. which means we're not going to cover spoilers. So there's no spoilers just for the listeners. If you're unsure what we're going to talk about, we're not trying to spoil anything for you. This is just our recommendations for stuff. So they were all be spoiler free. Yes. I feel like that's half uh, pointed at me. Like, don't <laughs> you're, you're one I'm worried about. I'll be honest. I, I, <laughs> I won't. I know I screwed up last time. I said some shit. So I'm going to, you know, he's ready, for some, he's ready with that censorship buzzer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my pen is ready for that time. Code. I need to have one of those. I can just put right in front when I'm going to say stuff. 
Uh, Mike, you, maybe so when maybe your new intro Brian, uh, Brian can use is uh, please welcome the Tom Holland of the Super Friends, Mike <laughs> <Bradley>. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm way more attractive than him, but that's okay. I'll, I'll deal with it. <laughs> All right, Josh, uh, what do right. you got for your top five? Yep, so the top tier. number Coming in at number five is The Batman. This was, I believe, at least my, if not several of our, uh, number one most anticipated for this year. Um, I, I re-watched it. I, I watched it twice during the year, pretty much like in theaters opening weekend and then later on in the year once it was on HBO Max. Some things about it that I still, you know, hit up against, but... All in all, I, I think it's pretty good. I, I come down on the side of, you know what? It's pretty damn good. Um, you got you to gotta kind of look at it in a silo and just in a vacuum. This is a Batman movie. Forget everything else. Don't consider it just this thing you're presented. And if you do that, I think it's a lot easier to take it in subjectively. Uh, yeah, or, you, or, you have to forget the other Batman movies. Yeah, Very much. Forget the DCU, all of it. Just... This is a Batman movie that was made, and on its on its own merit, I think it's pretty damn good. Just compare it to Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, <laughs> and it gets way better. There we go. Uh, coming at number four. Everything does, though. Number four is another streaming direct production. Number, my number four is Prey. This was the Predator uh, prequel uh, taking place in in colonial times in uh, the Midwest of uh, Native American era America. Um, I, I I can't gush enough about this. They they cracked the code, whatever that code was, on figuring out um really how to make the predator innovative again. Um, I happened to really enjoy both the Predators uh, movie from 2010, I think it was, as well as Shane Black's The Predator from 2018. I like both of those, so it's not a mark against those. But um, there's something about Prey that captures the formula of why the original Predator was so enjoyable, I believe, uh, in a way that the others did not. Um, I can't wait to keep rewatching this if uh if you need to steal a hulu password from someone to borrow it to, to, to see prey please do definitely high high remarks uh coming in at number three for me just coincidence is clerks three um <laughs> i got to go see this on tour with kevin smith uh my friend paul and i i drove down to virginia we took the we drove into some point in maryland or virginia took the train into dc uh and went to a theater in dc where the tour was going on got to see this in like a big sort of like actual like theater theater that was just putting on the film um kevin was there doing his usual intro q a all of it um if you're a fan or even like a, a casual fan of his stuff and especially just the clerks trilogy now if you've seen the first two, do yourself a favor and watch Clerks 3. It's 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 probably not what you're expecting if you haven't heard anything about it in advance, but it works so well. And just like now that we have like a, a complete closed story, presumably, um I, I I just think it's wonderful. It's really 
really good. I'm I'm so glad it exists. Uh, hitting at number two uh, was a late. Well, actually, both of my two and one were late year entries. Um, my number two is Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery. I've watched this twice already, even though it came out, I think, like Thanksgiving weekend. Um, yep. I went to the theater during its its limited one week run to see it and then rewatched it. I think Christmas week, something like that, once it got put out on. Uh, onto Netflix. Um, whatever it is, Ryan Johnson knows how to do this shit and it's really good. I wish they were already in production for the third I like I don't want to wait another two years, three years for, you know, another one. Like I wish it was coming this like later this year. Um they're just really fun. Um so that hits number two. And they're doing two more of those, right? Like he's at, doing a trilogy at, for Netflix. At least one, I believe. I think I think the idea okay. was that he signed for two more. What would make a trilogy? Oh, okay. that, that's what I wasn't clear yeah. on is whether he was doing three for Netflix or a trilogy total. I think, I think as of now. Yeah, trilogy total. Okay. Whatever comes out of that afterward, who knows? Maybe they'll continue. Cool. Maybe they won't. But um, yeah, glass. You can't stop in. Gla- glass onion is tremendous. And honestly, when I started looking at my my figures and started, okay, well, like this went in number one, and nothing. Never had a hesitation of anything beating it out. Um, but it also sort of surprised me. I don't think I would have ever telegraphed this. My number one for the year is Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Okay. I, I, there's something else missing from your list that I wasn't sure if it was going to surprise me. I should have seen this one <laughs> I know coming. what's missing. It's Brian's number one that's missing. That's why he was <laughs> so hopeful. Now I'm curious, because I, I went through my entire letterboxed history to build this, so maybe there's just something. Maybe I'll have a moment. Who knows? I don't. I'm I'm trying to wonder if you even saw it, so that's something we can talk to when the movie comes up, but yeah. I'm almost positive yeah, you saw it, it. I'm sure it'll come up at least three other times, but <laughs> All that's right. fine. Well, maybe I'll have a, 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 a dumb moment, but we'll we'll find out. Um, I think I gushed about this when we did our, our review, so I won't say a whole lot more. Um, so we got a couple of minutes left in my time slot. You guys want to rip through any of these, and then I'll hit my surprises and disappointments quickly? Um... You know, I I don't know if we, yeah, we it was pre-show. We talked. You know, there there was a movie this year that actually put tears to me, but you know, did the works to me. It was Clerks Three. Hmm. Um, that that that's the movie that made me cry. There's no other movie on my list that actually made me cry. That movie made me cry. <laughs> Josh, did you um, cry for that one too? Oh, tons. <laughs> oh shit, yeah. Lot, it, it's yeah. a. They, they know what they were doing with that movie. I'm not. Oh, yeah. There's no spoilers here. They. They wanted you to feel oh, yeah. a lot um, if you were attached to it. If you're not attached to it, I guess Josh and I, I think, are a little more attached than you guys are Yeah, yeah when it comes to yeah. Kevin Smith's work. Um, if you were attached to it, they they wanted you to feel a lot. And they did a good job. And they, of yeah, that. they succeeded. I'm a, I'm a little surprised the Batman went as low as it did. I think I expected it higher, but given your other top, like the, the other four movies above it and how I've yeah. heard you talk about them prior mm-hmm. to us doing this, I was like, no, okay, this makes sense. I could, I could see where it mm-hmm. fell there. Yeah, I could probably maybe switch up that and pray, perhaps, but... Yeah. 
There's a lot it's of tough movies. too because the Batman comes out so early. Like that was in March or something, right? So it's like yeah. you see it early, and then you, you you're trying to get movies to. I always feel like by the end of the year, the stuff I see at the end of the year is more fresh in my mind, and that's the stuff that sure. sticks with me more than the stuff I saw at the beginning of the year. So I got to try to like fight to be like, well, what was it like when I saw that back then? And I don't have time to rewatch everything, but of course, yeah, yeah, I get it. Like my favorite Star Wars movie is the one I'm currently watching. You know, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's a good point to make. <laughs> Um, and it's something I point out with Prey, I think um, Prey may not appear on my own list, but I, I think you got one of the breakout performances from Amber Midthunder. Yeah. She was incredible in that movie, and I really want to see what she does next. Yeah. She yeah. needs more roles. I think so everything I in that movie was just pretty top fucking notch. Yeah. I, I don't know if I did anyone else watch the show Legion on FX? The X Men. I saw the, the first, first season. Derivative first show. season. I watched the first. Season. Yeah, she's 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 on that. Um, and I actually knew her from mm -hmm. that. And then she showed up in Prey. I'm like, oh, good. She's working still. Um, and yeah, she. <laughs> I, mean, I, had, I had did that get three. I think they're still going, aren't they? Legion oh, no, was done. three, I think. Three seasons. Okay. Yeah, it's done. Um, there was three. Oh, I felt like I had saw advertisement for it recently. Yeah. I don't know why. So. Yep. But go ahead. Sorry. Yep, that that is that. I am down to the wire. Uh, try to squeeze my surprises and disappointments in very very quickly. Um, <laughs> I'll start with disappointments so that we ha end on a high note. Uh, disappointments. Uh, the movie Nope from Jordan Peele. Not that I thought badly of it, but I think I have to readjust my expectations of what I'm going to get out of a Jordan Peele movie. Sometimes. Uh, going going forward, uh, just wasn't what I was what I thought I was in store for. Um, and then yeah, this one I is I expected there to be a twist bigger than what it was. A bit more, yeah. Ooh, it's it just like yeah. ends up being very straightforward, and I'm like, wow, that's like very high level stuff. And I guess I'm just left with the idea that that's a thing. Okay. Um. Uh, this should be no secret. Uh, Fantastic Beasts: Secrets of Dumbledore. <laughs> Um, I'll just leave that as, as is. You can listen to my two hour bitch session from last <laughs> April. It was uh, cathartic. It was cathartic. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, I didn't have a disappointments list and I think I do now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, for I, I forgot. So as a transition, uh, into surprises, I'll actually say that I had two movies who actually bridged the gap. They, they, they're both disappointments and surprises. So the first one is <laughs> surprisingly disappointing. Uh, no, you'll you'll see why. I'll go I'll go quickly. So Thor: Love and Thunder. Disappointment because it didn't hit the mark I wanted it to, but surprise because upon rewatch I found that I actually liked it a lot more than I did the first time, and there's a lot more that I took away from it of, of enjoyment. Still doesn't hit the bar, but again, sort of readjusted the paradigm and looked at it in a different way. So it's kind of Taika Waititi's first miss. Yeah. So disappointment and surprise. Like he, he's allowed a miss. It's a near miss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not far <laughs> off, but it's it's off enough from what he he's been so good before. I think that's what kind of <coughs> puts that into disappointment range. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one is Halloween ends. Uh, it was disappointing because it was not very good. Um, but it surprised me 
because of the way that they chose to end it. And I did not think that they would actually do what they did. And that's all I'll say. Um, As the other horror fan here, I will say this one was like teetering on did I hate it or did I love it? Oh, it was not teetering so for you, me. You, you saying like surprising or disappointing makes sense for me. Yeah, there there like, wasn't you know, it, there wasn't like, hating or loving. I I did not like it really. I I I I disliked it less than Halloween Kills, but overall, I did not like it. Yes, very it was much. definitely better than Halloween Kills. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, Halloween Kills. I get it. It was but, definitely better. Yeah, but I I guess it's one I need to rewatch a couple of times and make a better assessment on because I'm, I'm still not sure whether i like it or hate it yeah uh like it. quickly my actual surprises uh a movie called the tender bar that i just re uh, i just watched it was uh an amazon original i think with uh ben affleck mostly um uh, but he's actually not really the lead character um this this other guy is who's like not someone that you recognize but i i really dug the story so if you have amazon video prime amazon prime video uh check out the tender bar i really liked that story uh the pixar movie turning red um was a a standout for me i'm impressed that disney and pixar opted to take on the subject matter and the material that they did and tell it in the way that they did in in addition to it being about red pandas which was (laughs) enough for me so i i have a question about that one because i haven't seen it Uh uh-huh have you seen the What Are the Rules episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? No, I've never watched that show. Oh, uh, never mind. Then I my question is, <laughs> I was thinking it might be the same thing. Yeah, not sure. But if you haven't if you haven't seen that episode, you can't answer. So never mind. Sorry. Uh, and then lastly, uh, my horror car uh, call out for the year is Barbarian. Um, this was like a throwback, in my opinion, to. I don't know, just like how scary movies were made in the 90s, 20 years ago-ish. Just the, the, the style, the storytelling, the pace, etc. Uh, was really well put together. Um, so that is my piece. That is 2022 for Josh. Nice. I want you to know, for the record, Thor, Love, and Thunder, and Halloween's Ends are going to be in your disappointments and surprises for this list. I'll put them in both, so. That's fine. If we ever yeah. have to remember why the hell they're there, you're going to have to remember <laughs> why you had them in both. It'll be just when we're 70 and we're sitting on a porch somewhere and discussing our old podcasts. I'm gonna ask you, <laughs> yeah, what the hell are these both like? Why are they on both? And we're we're going, going through on? the time capsule that is all these spreadsheets I've been keeping it'll, for years about all of like our lists. <laughs> John, John yep. Cusack in uh, in high fidelity reorganizing his record collection. <laughs> said, the, the, the Fleetwood Mac record goes here because I have to remember someone gave it to me in the fall of this year, but not for personal reasons. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we'll push over to Andy for Andy's uh, asterisk list. <laughs> so I do not have any honorable mentions, nor do I have surprises or disappointments. So I'm gonna for the record, just... I'm not going to list all the movies you didn't see. So <laughs> no, no, I'm not expecting you to, but I am okay. going to read them. basically but, everyone that's not on the but list. But I am going to read them out loud. Um, <laughs> all right, my number ten movie was Death on the Nile. Okay, my number nine movie was Sonic the Hedgehog two. My number eight movie was Jurassic World Dominion. Number seven was The Near Miss, Thor, Love and Thunder. (laughs) 
goats and all. Um, <laughs> oh, those I love the goats. goats. <laughs> I love the goats. That's actually one of the better parts. Of that My movie. number six is actually prey. Yeah. All right. So that's that's the first batch. So so what are your thoughts on knuckles? Then I you know I want to go to Sonic two directly and how you feel about knuckles because I feel like Tails was right on and we, like we kind of had a persona already in mind for what Tails should be based on like video game experience but Knuckles I didn't know what to expect so what, how did you feel it was off putting at first but I feel like Idris actually did a pretty good job with it okay that's fair yeah I didn't understand it at first either because Knuckles really wasn't a villain in the video games if I remember correctly he was. Like he was, I thought, I thought he, started, you know, maybe not like. I, I thought, thought he, he started did, as a villain. He did start as a villain in two, Sonic Two, and then you get to play as him in Sonic Three. Wait, he's in Sonic Two. He's one of the enemies. He's one of the guys. You're. He's he's like getting the gems before you can, or something like that. Oh, he's in like the the three D levels. Yeah, or no? Uh, I mean, that's where you get the gems, isn't it? I swear to God. Like you... No, no, it's in, <laughs> it's in three. You have to fight him. That's what I was thinking. Like, he didn't start that way. Like, he... I feel like he's not in two. You might be right. Well, I two think, like, two he, was he when was Tails play... showed up, so I think Knuckles didn't show up until three. Yeah, right? and I think you do have to... You, have, you do have to fight him. And then in Sonic and Knuckles, which is four? Okay, that's where I'm getting are... confused in my brain is because I'm, like, mashing Sonic and Knuckles and Sonic 3 together in my head for some reason. But you're, it, it makes sense. That's Sonic three and four. Yeah, is what like so. Okay, never mind. That's where I'm. My brain's messed up. Go ahead. Sorry. Um. Anybody else? First glob of movies, and yeah, I'm, I'm of... moving on. <laughs> well, I think, uh, I, think I, I think everything is well placed. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Jurassic World is going to show up somewhere else for me, but maybe not on the good side of things. So I don't know how, like, I don't know. Half that movie was good. Half that, the first part of that movie felt like a Mission Impossible movie. And the last half actually felt like a Jurassic Park. (laughs) So like, that's why it fell so far for me. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Not to spoil anything, but I feel like if the second half of that movie, if the whole movie took place in that, and they cut off 30, 40 minutes of the movie, it would be better. Or just Grand, give me, like, watch that movie if it was, once, give me so more I'm... of the stuff at the end. And yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious yeah, the beginning if it was like hits any different for me if I watch it again. I've only seen it once. That, 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 um, I guess trailer or teaser or whatever that they released like a year and a half ago was better than this movie. Yeah, like it, like it was better than the movie, but there was enough good in that. Like it's still a Jurassic Park movie, you know. Like it still has enough there that you're like, oh yeah, that's cool, you know. But it doesn't have the it factor, yeah, that I really want from Jurassic Park. Yep. And I did like Sonic. I think I don't think it was as good as the first Sonic movie, but I'm ex- I'm excited that it's they're doing well enough. They're making money that they're going to just keep going. Like I know the third one's coming. I, I just think of that course. Jim Carrey does an excellent robot. Nigga. Oh yes, yeah, he's so good. Yeah, as 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 weird as he is, it's very good. Yeah, it fits. Act, act. I mean, is there any way somebody could play that character from the video games not weird as shit? True. <laughs> like the way that it, it, he's 
he is the right person for that role. Oh yeah, for sure. And, and it like it was him or Danny DeVito, you know? <laughs> and they they made the right call. <laughs> All right, moving on. My number 5 movie was Elvis. Great performances from all the actors in this movie. A very well done movie. Um, number four was uh, showed up on uh, Josh's list. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Number three might be a bit of a surprise. I have The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent <laughs> as number three. Fucking love that movie. I'm glad. Um, and then... Um, Bullet Train actually made it to number two on mine. I just nice. thought that movie was incredibly fun. Just it, it makes me want to just watch it again and again and again. It just <laughs> it, it was just very fun to me. And then I'm pretty sure during the review that we did after this movie, I said that it was going to be hard for anything to top it. The Batman makes number one. Nice. Wow. All right. What was it about the Nicolas Cage movie that you, I don't want to say connected to so much, but like left such a good impression? Uh, um, I think I had just come off of seeing Willy's Wonderland with, with Nicolas Cage. Uh -huh. And I was, on, I was on a bit of a Nicolas Cage tear. And when we went to go see it in the theater, it was just a small group of us. But it, it was just fun seeing everyone's reactions to everything that was happening and the laughs and the, and the comments and stuff when it was happening. And I feel like him and um, Pedro Pascal, is that his name? Yep. Uh, just had mm -hmm. a, a really awesome, like kinship actor relationship. They played off his, each other very, very well. I start to wonder if there's anyone that doesn't have chemistry with Pedro Pascal. <laughs> He's just good, man. I don't know if you guys have watched the last of us is like the first episode on HBO yeah, yet. No. It is so good. I'm gonna, it is so good. Gonna, watch it. It's only one episode that's out right now. They're I coming know. out on Sundays. I, 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 just watch this. It's amazing. We'll, it's better than the game. We'll see. I have a sour taste in my mouth from the game. So <laughs> don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Forget that. I'm having this trouble. Is... I'm having trouble shaking it off. There's a, Taylor Swift for you. <laughs> I don't know that reference. Um, Thanks, but we both had Willy's Wonderland <laughs> on our top ten last year. I remember. We we talked like we we had both had that and we discussed it. I fucking love that. Um, no spoilers here. This movie also appears on my list at some point. Um, I I loved it. Him and Pedro together were amazing. His story in this movie was so great. Getting to see him play himself for the first time. It was just awesome. Was, and, and I love yeah. what was his counterpart like uh little Nicky or Nicky wasn't little Nicky, but the like the younger version of himself that would show up to him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the version of him that was from like leaving Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't remember what he kept calling him, but yeah. It, just awesome all around. Yeah, like it, it, it was, it was so much fun. Like it, him, parried parodying himself. <laughs> yeah, it just makes me want to watch it. it. Yeah, I, I will yeah. say that may, maybe now that I'm thinking about it, because I only saw it the once, uh, might have been like an honorary surprise for me. I don't. We'll we'll mesh some things together, um, because I was I do remember being. <laughs> 
So I, Josh I doesn't like boundaries. A, no, no, I, we're blurring <laughs> lines here. Uh, we're 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 being categorically fluid. Um, <laughs> the uh, the aspect of it that it wasn't just an hour and a half, two hours, however long, of look at this Nicolas Cage parody and hairs them completely relying on scene after scene of referencing his movies and this and that. There was way more of a plot to the film, like of the story than I was ever anticipating. And like it, Oh yeah, but, it was, but, and it was actually good. Yeah, yeah. And it was, but it was also like very, almost like in a Deadpoolish way, like self self referential without being that way. Like, I forgot. I don't think we did a review yes. for this, but there was a scene where I know we're not talking spoilers, but this, I, I think this is a poignant thing to, to point out. There's a scene where they are, the two of them are just talking to each other about the story that you're watching, but what they're really talking about is the real world and critics and the audience about the movie they're watching. And it's it's so cleverly written, but it's also so interesting uh, to hear them kind of, not shit on people, but kind of give their... <laughs> oh no, that's, yes, that's exactly what they were yeah, like They, they was, kind of are, like, giving, giving their two cents to yes. the audience and the industry and the viewer, like all of it, outside, while containing the discussion to make sense about the story that's happening within the movie. It was really cleverly done. It's called an... In- intellectual version of giving them what for (laughs) like that that's that's what was going on there is like i i i I dug what they did with that okay so um that was my list i also have another list (gasps) another list um this is love it forcing you to make lists for everything yeah yeah um i'll make a list uh This is the my top ten that the, this is a list of movies that could have cracked my top ten or otherwise <laughs> like changed what could have been my top ten. This is the part so, where we all shake our heads at Andy and be like, "What the right. fuck were you doing?" So here we year? go. I'm gonna go through it rather fast. Um, Moonfall, Uncharted, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, Fantastic Beasts, Secrets of Dumbledore, The Bad Guys, The Northman, Top Gun, Maverick, Marcel, The Shell with Shoes On. 3,000 Years of Longing, Clerks 3, Woman King, Amsterdam, All Quiet on the Western Front, Banshees of Inisherin, Weird, The Al Yankovic Story, Pinocchio, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, The Menu, Glass Onion, Violent Night, The Whale, The Mean One, Avatar, Way of Water, and The Pale Blue Eye. There's a lot of heavy hitters in so, that list. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I feel like, it, like that could have very much changed the bottom, middle, possibly even the top parts of my list. So. <laughs> if it if it helps, so I, I'll chime in and say there's three I didn't see on your list. Hang on, real quick. I think to, if it the, it the ones you just did. If it helps at all, I think the Pale Blue Eye was technically a 2023 release because it was on Netflix. I think it was released the first week of the year. It uh, w- it's w- 2022. Wikipedia told me. 2022 right on netflix it it says 2022 i'll bet that i'll bet that's one that they had like one public screening for for award reasons 
That counts. But, but yeah, that, that that could be it. But okay, <laughs> if that okay. counts, and that fucks up my list because Andy and I had this conversation, and I, I I amended my list based on him, and I decided, yep. oh, it hit wide release in 2022 when I could see it. So I put that. I'm on I'm just my saying, list. I, specifically with the pale blue eye, I watched it, and I determined whether or not to think about it for my list based on Netflix saying it was a 2022 movie. Like if you look at it on Netflix, it says 2022. I, it's not anywhere on my list, but I it was de- maybe like it was close. Okay, mine's gonna have a, my list is gonna have an asterisk in it then for for one that may or may not have come out in twenty twenty two. Um, but what I was gonna say is, Andy, I did not see the whale. I did not see Pinocchio, but Amy did, and she's not happy with me that I haven't watched it yet. Which which <laughs> um, Pinocchio, the Disney one or the Del Toro? Uh, Guillermo. Gil- no, 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 no. Guillermo. Got it. Because I didn't see either yet. Pacific Pinocchio. (laughs) And I did not see Avatar. Those are the three I... uh, Among the ones you listed, those are the three I did not see. So, you're not alone. There's Like, nobody can get to every movie. It's it's almost impossible. Like, unless you just sit there watching them all. So, don't feel bad. Oh, I'm not feeling Um, bad. I just... These would have changed, I think. To be Some fair, Andy, I think have. I told yes. you when we were texting. There's one for sure. I, I think you ended up seeing more movies than me. I think maybe I just hit some of the bigger ones than you. But overall, I think you were a better moving-going person than I was last year <laughs> as far as what was new. I watched so many more at home than in a theater this year than I anticipated. Um, yeah, that, that was I was not anticipating to have watched so much at home. That's the sign of the times, I guess. I don't know, maybe. Um, well, when everything turns no around and gets, gets available me. digitally very quickly, it's easy to just be like, oh, I'll wait a couple months, I'll watch it out. <laughs> True. True. Well, since I have the time and I'm looking at my list of the movies that I did see and didn't make the top ten, I will throw together a um, makeshift disappointments list. <laughs> okay. Just off the cuff, right now, looking at it, the monsters was disappointing. Oh, I just have I added another disappointment. Um, Hocus two, Hocus Pocus two was disappointing. Yeah, um, I didn't see that one. <laughs> uh, I think those are probably the only two that I would say would be disappointing. Um, surprise! We'll, we'll throw a surprise in there. Metal Lords on Netflix was. Awesome. Well, if you guys saw that movie, very, very good. It was. I like that one. Um, and A Christmas Story Christmas, actually. Quite thoroughly enjoyed that one. Hmm. Okay. I gotta catch that one still. Yeah, same. I meant to watch that, and I kept meaning to and meaning to, and then I just never started it. And I did see Nope, but I wouldn't put it on disappointments or surprises. It was just... It kept stringing me along until I thought there was going to be a big reveal or a big twist or like a, holy shit, he did that. And then I just, it, it just ended and I didn't get that. one. So. <laughs> well, Andy, I have a question for you and I don't know if sort of just ballparking it out of the stuff you didn't see. Is there anything that you would sort of predict of like, I think this was probably going to make my list or anything you'd expect to make your list. Uh, okay. Everything everywhere all at once. Uh, Top Gun Maverick. 
Um, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Glass Onion, Avatar, or Way of Water. Those are probably the biggest ones that I think probably would have snuck So you could have like a five-movie shift in your list for stuff. (laughs) yeah. Now, like, the other movies I wrote down because I feel like they also stood a chance of coming in, like, sort of towards the bottom or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... Potential surprises. That's what that's what that yeah, list is. Yeah, like I mean, you know, you don't know until you watch it, right? You know, I think all of them, but those are those are out of that list that I spewed off in a short amount of time. Um, those are the heavy hitters where I feel like I would put the percentages of them. If I were a betting man, I would bet on those ones to make the list. There, one for sure. I, I think Brian and I definitely agree about that. We haven't even talked about this movie yet. I'm shocked. <laughs> We're through two whole lists, and we haven't talked about this movie yet. Um, um, so one for sure. Andy, we'll give you. I'll, I'll throw it out there even too. I'll give you another month if you can hit any of those movies you haven't seen in the next month, and you want to add them to your list and amend it. I will switch it up. <laughs> no, I'm fine. Okay, all right. <laughs> I gave you an out. He's I'm giving just... you a mulligan. Yeah, I'll just be Queen Frumpy over here in the corner. <laughs> nah. um, all right, anything else to add for Andy? So we'll move on to Mike's list. Nothing. Uh, all right, Mike, you are on the clock. Oh, I got to start the clock. <laughs> I got to put myself on the clock. It's fine. All right, so I have to start with honorable mentions. Um, we've talked about Bullet Train. Um, that's on my honorable mentions. Love that movie. So much fun start to finish. I knew it was going to be. That's one of those movies going in I anticipated having a lot of fun with, and it did not disappoint. It kept you engaged. It was just, it was so much fun. And we didn't talk about Joey King as well. She was, I've never seen her in another movie, I don't think. Not where I noticed. Like, I, I'm sure, I feel like I've seen her, but not noticed her before. Sure. And in this role, she was so much better. Uh, next up is Glass Onion. Didn't make my top 10, but damn, that was fun. Benoit Blanc is one of my favorite newer Hollywood characters to follow. Um, I feel like this wasn't quite up to Knives Out levels for me. I feel like Knives Out's the better movie, but this was really, really good. Um, And my final honorable mention here is a movie we haven't talked about yet called Slumberland. This was a Netflix release. Um, starring Jason Momoa, and wait, is this where I can't? He's like driving off a cliff with the girl, and he's like, "Step on it, would you?" Or whatever to the boy, he plays like a satyr. Yes, yes, he is a okay. satyr in the movie In Slumberland. It's kind of like a it's like Nemo, a mix up right? of like what? Like isn't Nemo? Isn't Nemo the kid? Like supposed to be the kid? Like Nemo and yes, Dreamer her name is Nemo. Yeah, like it, when she. I guess the premise of the movie is she meets Jason Momoa's character that plays a satyr when she dreams. And I, without spoiling anything, things happen, and it's a really heartwarming and fantastic story. Um, I, I loved what they had to say about choices you make in life. And the way that they framed the story to me was really, really good. Um, however, we got to move to the top 10, top 10, another movie we have not yet discussed. I have a few that we just haven't talked about at all. And this is one 
from the premier writer of The Office, we got a movie called Vengeance. Uh, B.J. Novak wrote this movie starring <laughs> Ashton Kutcher um, about a... He's essentially a reporter that goes to a town in Texas to investigate uh, the murder of a girl he had like a couple of dates with or a one night stand with. I can't remember the exact premise and so on and so forth. And it tells a really good story that has really heavy real world implications. And it is so well written from so many angles and just like you would expect from this writer he also stars in the movie um he is very good at skewering modern society (laughs) so this comes off as like a comedy thriller and he is so good at it um he he this is i guess his first dip into like the thriller genre in any way Man, he needs to do some more because he mixes the two so well. Um, Next up on my list is another movie we haven't talked about yet, and this is Smile. Um, This is a horror movie that makes my list for maybe the best handling of mental illness I have ever seen on film. Mm, I can see that. Um, It felt real. I've dealt with mental illness. I've dealt with people that have mental illness. I've seen what it does to people. Man, it, they they hit it. This is a horror movie that took an, a real understanding of what mental illness does to people and put it into a horror film to try and help people understand. It's incredible. Uh, coming in, number eight for me was The Atom Project. This was a Netflix movie. Uh, starring Ryan Reynolds, um, Mark Ruffalo, Jennifer Garner. Kind of a really fun, time travel type of thing. Um, and it gave Ryan Reynolds a lot of room for comedic freedom in a unique way that we I, I don't think we've seen him do. It's still his brand of comedy, you know, but it gave him an opportunity for a lot of, um, you know, sarcastic smart-ass shit that he's known for and it was a lot of fun and it was heartwarming it was actually a really good story too like it it wasn't just funny mark ruffalo always brings that kind of energy when he's asked to he's really really good at that and does a really good job here too um yeah all around very very good i highly recommend watching it um number seven was dr strange in the multiverse of madness um as you know, spoiler, this is the only MCU movie to hit my list this year. I I love what they did. They tried to be I a, a little bit more horror-ish with it, a little more spookier kind of stuff that they put in there. I really like that aspect of it. There's many scenes you can go back to our review and hear about all the fun shit that happened in it in the spoiler section there. Dead strange. Yeah, Doctor Strange, you know. Um, yeah, really very good. Number six for me is the second horror movie to hit my list, which I don't know that we've ever had that happen before. Um, but this is Barbarian. And this movie 
it, it, to me, this is one of those classic style horror movies that, man, is it good. I, I, I like, I, there's a lot to talk about with it, but it, it is one that you do not want to miss. Um, becoming a horror legend of his own, Bill Skarsgård stars here. Mm-hmm. He's kind of becoming somebody in the genre that you're. I mean, he was Pennywise, so, you know, and in other things as well. I'm not going to get into a whole big list of that, but this was a really, really good horror movie. Um, Justin Long, also kind of a genre mainstay for horror, is there, and Justin Long is just one of my favorite people to watch on film. Always, Always delivers. fun every time. Yeah, and same thing here, delivers. Um, I do not know the lead actress's name, but she was also very good. Just Brian, do not watch this. Everybody else listening, watch this. (laughs) Yeah, agreed. Um, I've heard enough people talking about it that it's like, there's a part of me that's kind of curious, but I, I not enough to be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to sit through this. I, yeah, this isn't, this isn't a you film. I almost entered this in, in is a disappointment for me so really Ooh, yeah. oh wow. i'm interested to That's hear interesting. why um i didn't care for the big bad reveal of what and why okay i've heard there's okay. a big twist in it somehow and i i feel like yeah. the, just peripherally it, hearing about the movie I, that it's it's take it or leave it for some people i feel like it was like finger gripping tense at the edge of my seat for most of the movie until like the very end when you're like oh this is the thing that's happening uh. <laughs> for me okay i just it just like when that happened i thought everything else that had happened in the movie was sort of laughable okay okay it see from for me but i love that until that point it... like i was like this is awesome like this like i am i am i'm in it i am intense and then it, it sort of had a like the same thing happened to me with jeepers creepers like <laughs> like you mean the I first one or the newest one the first one okay and like i was in it i was in it it was really good and then like oh uh, right <laughs> then <laughs> i mean that's a lot of horror movies to be fair a lot of them have that issue where they get toward the end and it just falls apart to me i i loved what you're referring to again don't want to spoil anything i loved it i thought it was a really different thing to do it Maybe, was not at all what I expected, and it was for me fun. But um, maybe it's just that I, I'm not usually watching that genre, so maybe I'm not expecting that. Because the same thing sort of happened with Insidious for me as well. So, so what got okay. you to watch Barbarian, Andy? Was it just were you hearing no, about malignant, it, or not, not Insidious, Malignant? Um, oh, that may, that's better. That actually, uh, yeah, Mike Bradley actually. Oh, the recommendation from Mike. Yeah, he's like, go see it. It's awesome. So we went to go see it. I'm sorry if you didn't like it. (laughs) Seven eighths of the movie were freaking awesome, and then I was like, (laughs) that's just me personally. Like, that's why he never followed up with you afterwards, Mike, to be like, thanks for the recommendation. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) But I didn't put it on the disappointments because I did like seven eighths of the movie, and the performances were very good. Fair. Just, I felt like the carpet was sort of pulled out from under, under me for a little bit at the end. 
But that might just be, you know, a non-horror genre watcher watching a movie that is not expecting something to that effect to happen. So the uh, the, the actress that you mentioned is Georgina Campbell. Thank you. To get that. Yes, she was excellent. Yeah. And I would say I know I mentioned Barbarian in my uh surprises. I would say that like the Bill Skarsgård aspect of it is like he's just a regular dude in it. So like he's not a Pennywise type of character again, right? He's just like Bill Skarsgård. Oh, no, yeah, he's playing a, a man. He's not playing a supernatural entity of some sort. Right. Um and it's just, like like it's really fun to see him like navigate that path of it too. Just like a different completely different role and capacity within the same sort of genre and subgenres. Yeah. I agree. And yeah, I mean like the the whole thing is just framed so well. I like I I loved personally the way that they pace the movie and tell the story, I think is unique in its own way. You know what I mean? There there is it, it, I, again, I don't want to spoil any of it. So there is some unique ways they go about telling this story that I actually enjoyed. Yeah, Mike, did we? Um, did, did we? Is, anything else on my six to ten? Okay, yeah. So Barbarian was number six, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So for the Adam Project, I forget if I saw this online or if it was included in, in like outtakes online or, or like on Netflix somewhere. Did you guys see the video that Ryan Reynolds? It was a video of Ryan Reynolds and the kid actor in his car like on set and the kid mm -hmm. is like from memory reciting deadpool's opening monologue from deadpool 2 like curses and all oh nice like completely r-rated that's awesome like however old the kid is like 13 14 years old just and ryan reynolds is in the front seat like filming him and the kid behind him and you just see ryan's facial expressions as he's got if you look this up it is it's worth it i think that was the first promotion i've seen for the movie like before i even knew what the movie was oh, i'd really? seen ryan reynolds tweet that out and i was like what is this and then like eventually you start learning oh this is the project they're currently working on and you know it's called the adam project and then you see the trailer and i'm like okay yeah i'm 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 in and and they had great chemistry in the movie yeah the two of them they, they were great together um I think that's one of the things that had to work without, again, spoiling anything about it. I don't know how much they put in the advertisements about. Yeah, that, even but... even. Yeah, I think some of the twists are spoiled in the trailer. But at the same time, it's like if someone's listening to us talk about it and not having seen the trailer, just watch the movie. Yeah, just go in and watch it. It's great. Adam Project nearly made my list. I didn't I didn't grab it. Honorable mentions. I put a couple other movies there, but it was it was close. I did like that one a lot. Yeah, um, I th I think it didn't make my list uh, because I, I thought, and, and this is a very slight distinction, but I thought it lacked just a wee bit of depth that made me care more about it. I could see that, yeah. Just sure. just a little bit. And I like a lot of, like, Sean Levy's stuff, which is the director. Like, he did mm -hmm. Real Steel, which I adore, um, Free Guy, which I adore. Uh, him and Ryan Reynolds are teaming up for Deadpool 3. So, I'm um, I'm anxious to see what that's going to be like. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Um, any anything else before I move on? I think good. we're good. That sounds like a no. <laughs> All right, so let's get to this movie that Brian and I have talked about, and shocked that nobody have mentioned yet. I'm shocked it's only at number five for me. 
Um, but I feel like my top five are almost interchangeable, <laughs> except for number one. I think two through five, it's kind of just, these ended up here, but it's all the same. And this is Top Gun Maverick. That um, is the one I was waiting for, yes. It, having not talked about this yet, wow. Um, this This is something that was not, I'm not the biggest fan of the first Top Gun. I'm not, but this movie was so damn good that like there was just, this had everything you could want out of it and more see it in IMAX, see it in the biggest screen you can. I'm sure there will be plenty more screenings through the years for this movie to pop up here and there. If you get a chance, do not miss that chance because it just takes it to a different level. Um, incredibly good. So just for the record, out of the movies I'm putting on our list right now that we've naming that are the top 10 and I'm looking up Rotten Tomatoes ratings for, this is the only movie that right now still has an audience rating of 99. It's going to be one of the highest audience ratings ever. Yeah. Like it's, there's not a lot to complain about. Like given how long this movie has been out already, which is what, May, I think of Mm -hmm. 2022 it released, considering it's, you know, I don't know how many months that is, eight, nine-ish, um, that it's still at 99 and hasn't really dropped below that. Like, that's, I think that's a testament to the movie. It is. I mean, I think the only way you can come up with a negative review on that movie is if you absolutely hate Tom Cruise in your very <laughs> soul. You have to, like, not even just a little bit of hate. You have to really hate Tom Cruise not to enjoy that movie. So, um, but moving on, uh, we can talk more. But uh, Clerks 3 is number four. Um, As I said to Josh, this was the one movie that was just a pure tearjerker for me, seeing this, you know, trilogy of Clerks movies come to an end. Um, Will we get Mallrats 2? Who knows? Maybe there's some characters from Clerks, uh, you know, in the View Askew-niverse that show up in Mallrats that are from Clerks. We could see that happen. That'd be nice. But for the most part, this ends their stories. Yeah. This is, you know, the completion of the Clerks trilogy, and it was so damn good. It um, was. Very satisfying. Yeah. Yeah, They like, I, I couldn't have made it much better in my own thoughts of what I wanted it to be. It was what I wanted it to be for everything. And um, at the same time, it was, I did not think it was going to do what he did. I really did. Like, I never saw that no, coming. I same. really didn't whatsoever. Um, and it was, like, I didn't know how badly what he did was so right until I saw him do it. Because it never occurred to me for it to happen. I agree. Again, without spoiling anything, that's about as much as we can say. Yeah. But it it was, it made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, number three for me was the menu. Um, Very high. I I think this movie was absolutely brilliant in its presentation and the way that it. Oh man, just presents everything. I mean, Ray Fiennes is at his absolute best here. He is so good. Um, Nicholas Holt, man, he can play that kind of character. Without spoiling anything about his character, man, he can play that kind of character. <laughs> um, like, he, he just gets it in what makes that a thing. 
And, you know, the movie itself is, you know, a thriller horror genre kind of thing. And it's also a satire. Like, it has its comedy and satire as part of it. And it does that so well. And, again, I don't want to spoil anything. Just go and watch this movie and think as deeply about it as you can. And you'll see what it's trying to say. Mm, yeah. That's that's the best I can put on that. Um, number two for me is the unbearable yes! weight of massive talent. Wow. <laughs> this was so much fucking fun to watch. Nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage or as Nicolas Cage as he can possibly be for that whole time. And, you know, it honestly brought some things to it I didn't expect where it had a heart at the same time as everything else that was going on. There was still yep. a heart in this movie that made uh -huh. sense to be there. And Pedro Pascal, man, this guy just, yeah, he was in Wonder Woman 84 and that was kind of a miss, but he really wasn't. I, I don't know. Like he just doesn't really fuck anything up right now. Um, Yeah, th this was just pure fun for me from start to finish and absolutely loved it. And coming in at number one on my list is what I had said was a genre we had not touched on before, and that was a Christmas movie. Wow. My absolute favorite movie of this year that I will be watching at Christmas every year for probably the rest of my life <laughs> is Violent Night. Oh, my God. I was wondering if it this, was going to <laughs> Okay. Violent Night was so fucking good. It, it is... You know, it's taking that idea of, you know, oh, Die Hard's a Christmas movie that's an action movie, and it's like, nah, fuck that. We're going to make a, an action movie that is a Christmas movie at the same time. And, man, I love yeah. David Harbour. Yeah. He is <laughs> so good. This this might be the first time ever that John Leguizamo appears twice in the top three on my list, by the way, because he is in the menu if you haven't seen it, mm -hmm. and he is also in Violent Night here. He is... I think he's better in the menu than he was in Violent Night, but this movie really isn't necessarily about John Leguizamo. It's about David Harbour, and I do not know the little girl's name. I do not know the actress's name. Um, but Beverly D'Angelo makes a comeback in this movie to a Christmas movie, and again, you put her... I mean, yeah, you're not going to get Chevy Chase in this movie, unfortunately, but... It, it it is what it is, and this movie was, man, I, I'm trying not to spoil anything, you know. I'm I'm trying to hold myself in on that, but the action in it was fun. David Harbor's David Harbor plays Santa Claus. That's really not hidden at all in this. He plays Santa Claus, and his their Santa Claus story that they tell, just awesome. Yeah, a amazing. Um, and yeah, I can't recommend this movie enough. If you like action movies, if you like Christmas movies, if you like any of that, if you like Stranger Things and you like David Harbour, you know, it, like just, just watch this movie. Like this is, it's really him being him as Santa. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's what's happening here. He's just being himself as Santa and <laughs> yeah, like it's, it is so good. It is so much fun. So the one so I'll, I'll me, open it up to you guys. The only thing that I'm, I guess, kind of surprised about is, and I don't remember how, where you fell in the movie when we saw it and possibly reviewed it and talked about it, but the Batman was number one on your most anticipated, and it's nowhere near 
your list. It's not in honorable mentions. It's not in your top ten. Yep. Is it going to show up uh, in disappointment? It, <laughs> no, I, I, I it like since it was my number one most anticipated. I guess you could put it in disappointments. You know what I mean? But I'm not disappointed by what they did with the Batman. Okay. Um, I'm more so just kind of neutral about it. Yeah. Where I don't think it was bad. I just don't think it was great. Okay. And for a Batman movie now, I'm more discerning on my list. It's Batman. It's been done before a bunch of times. You got to be really good for me to, like, you got to be really, really, really freaking good for me to be like, damn, that that's going to make you know, yeah. make my day to watch. And I have not rewatched it once. Okay. I just haven't had a desire to. Yeah. And that to me says a lot about it, about my opinion of it, but it's not necessarily that I think it's bad. It's just, <laughs> it's really long. It is. It, it's a real sit through. I think it's more the length where it's like, I just got to carve out three hours if I want to rewatch this movie right now. But I mean, if I go into it, like thinking I'm going to just piecemeal it and watch a little bit when I can, like, I, I think I could probably rewatch it again, but yeah, I get it. Yeah, like so. W- would it be a disappointment? Not really. Okay. You know, I-, I don't. Again, I think it was a good movie, but it just as a Batman movie, it didn't wow me. That's all. But a- anything else you guys want to talk about from that group? There. Feel free to. I mean, Maverick's definitely going to show up on I... my list. I'm not to bury the lead somewhere, but I'm aware of that. Yeah. Most of your top five uh... were on my movies that would have changed my list had I seen them list. <laughs> 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 okay that's fair I, I, um as the resident uh i would not say top gun hater but top gun i don't really get it <laughs> in the group um as a, at least from the original um it was weird i didn't even it didn't even occur to me like when i was looking through my my ticket stubs and whatnot um, it's not that I disliked it, but there's just something about those that don't really hold any impact for me. Now, I, I, I will, I will say to give it credit as, as a movie, as the composition of its parts, it, it's, it's a great popcorn flick. It moves, it doesn't drag, it does, it's engaging. I get that. Um, just, I guess in the same way, like you guys are saying with certain things for you, it just does, like you just said, like with the Batman, it just didn't stick for some reason but sort of same with me it just didn't like i saw it okay that was was a movie (laughs) like i think i would have been more surprised if it made your list but i was also kind of expecting it to just surprise you i thought i thought it carried more weight for you whenever you had seen it but maybe i was wrong um um, yeah maybe i mean it was probably more like i said it's probably more enjoyable than i had expected but not enough to like blow me away to leave a lasting impression okay fair enough and it, as far as disappointments or surprises go i think we covered them already when josh had brought up uh the uh fantastic beast movie um that was definitely a disappointment and uh yeah that, that's about the extent of my list on disappointments i mean jurassic world was a little bit of a disappointment for me um I, I don't really have any surprises. Um, okay. I, like, I, I don't think, I mean, I they would be on my list. Like, Violent Night, yes, it surprised me. I knew nothing about that coming into... Yeah, I mean, they don't, they don't have to I be new, like, like anything you haven't mentioned before. They could be stuff that's already on your list. 
Well, then, yes, I would say Violent Night surprised me. Unbearable weight of massive talent actually being good. So <laughs> I, I was expecting it to be just a train wreck of Nicolas Cage shit, but yeah. still be fun to watch. And it wasn't. So I, I would say those two would be my surprises. Okay. I think everything else I saw, I kind of expected what I got. Okay. So that's my list. All right. Nice job. Well, I guess that leaves me. So start the clock for me. <laughs> uh, all right. So my we'll kick off with my honorable mentions. Honorable mentions for me, uh, Avatar The Way of Water, just because like, I think the, the story is fine. Um, but there's just something about visually that movie does those movies do something that other movies always just try to get to. Like that's the bar for visual storytelling. I think is even though the the stories are traditionally pretty s- simple, um, Cameron knows how to make really pretty things, and that's enough to be like you know what I will probably watch it again. But that's another one that's very long, so I just got to carve out the time to do it. Um. Then we'll see what he does with the other three or four movies, whatever the hell is they're trying to do with that. So, I'm 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 in, but we'll see. Uh, another honorable mention for me is Elvis. I thought Elvis was fantastic. Uh, is it Aston or Austin? Austin Butler, I think, is the no, guy's I think name. It's Austin. Austin. Yeah. Yeah, he fucking disappears as Elvis. Yep. I think he did a fantastic job. I want to say he won a Golden Globe for that. He was at least nominated. Yeah, I don't know if he won. I can't remember. I know he was nominated for sure. Uh, and the other one for me is Weird, the Al Yankovic story. I think that was cool. They That went some directions I did not expect. Uh, maybe I think I went into it expecting a little bit more of a traditional type of biopic, but of course it's Weird Al, so it's going to do some <laughs> stuff. Uh, so <laughs> that, that, was, that was pretty fun. Uh, but into my actual top ten. My number ten is Bullet Train. Uh, I had a lot of fun with that one. I, I think it's, I, it was one of those movies where like I saw it and the next weekend I was like, you know what? I could probably see this again. Like it just wanted me to kind of want to go back and, and rewatch it already, which is a good sign. So I think it's just, it's a fun, fun movie to check out. I like the way all the stories are interwoven. Um, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Johnson is awesome. Uh, he is also the standout I think for me when watching that movie. Um, but yeah, I really like that one a lot. Uh, number nine is the one that we sort of debated after talking with Andy uh, where this falls because it was it was released for a film festival in 2021, uh, wide release in 2022. So we're, we're, I included it on my list for whenever the general public sort of sees that as my logic. So Marcel the Shell with Shoes On is my number nine because that is goddamn cute movie. And I, I thought it was hilarious. I, I was laughing my ass off at a lot of that shit in that movie. But it's, it's so cute. Like, it's great. Uh, number eight. Turning Red, for me, I thought was awesome. Uh, I really liked the message of that movie. That's another one that, hit, for whatever reason, hit me pretty good emotionally, I think, by the end. I don't remember if I actually cried during it, but it's it's got a nice message, and I, I like that movie a lot. Uh, number seven, I'm giving it to Uncharted. I, I think there's room for improvement with the movie, but it's good enough, and I think it's a great, just... It's a good first step for the franchise, and I think it's one that I still have watched more times than I expected to this year after seeing it in the theater. So that for me is like, well, if I'm rewatching this movie, I obviously like it. So I really want to hope that they get more of them. I want to see what they do with this hopeful sequel. Um, still hoping we're going to get another one. Like, I think it did well enough that I think we should be getting more of these movies, so we'll see. But I'm I'm hopeful of where they go from here. 
Uh, and my number six is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. It's sort of like Mike said, it's the only MCU movie on my list for this year, uh, which is a little bit surprising for me, just in general. But this was the one I, I again, sort of come out of and was like, you know what, I could definitely watch this again and again and again. I think the... There's a middle section of this movie that is really, really fun to me. Like the beginning kicks off kind of fast and like you're still kind of, you're like rushing to catch up to a lot of the beginning of the movie. And then the middle kind of settles down a little bit and just has some weird shit that goes on and kind of goes down a path that's really awesome. The end kind of veers more into the, the I guess, horror type of aspect to it too. Um, but that middle section, I could rewatch the middle section of that movie every day. I think it's really cool. So that's my first five. Anything, anything for those five? I with Uncharted, I would say I feel kind of the same way. Like it was good enough, you know. What I mean, it wasn't great, but it was good enough. Yeah. And if Sony is going to keep making movies out of a franchise, do it with this instead of Spider Man. Just stop Spider Man. <laughs> just, just do this. Work on Uncharted. Work on the PlayStation stuff that you have to work with Sony. It's your own IP, and it's already written for you. You don't have to change the stories much. You can just Work on those. The Sony Spider-Man stuff always comes mm. with an asterisk now because it's like we want more across the Spider-Verse stuff, but you know, keep the live-action stuff. Well, yeah, the, the, gone. Just stop. Yeah, the animated can stay. Yeah. <laughs> but so did did Naughty Dog? I'm assuming Naughty Dog. I think Naughty Dog is the one that did the Uncharted games. Right? Yes. Did yeah. they have mm-hmm. any like say so in the movie? They were. Yeah. They. They. I know we're on set. I know they talked to. Some of the people, um, Nolan North has a cameo who voices Nathan Drake okay. in the movie. Uh, so if you know what he looks like and if you can pick the voice out when he has a couple lines, like you'll you'll instantly recognize it. I mean, they they threw some nods to the games in there. Like there's a couple bits. I think they save it really till the end of the movie. But you hear Nathan Drake's theme from the game in there for a quick minute, which to me was like the part of the movie that gives me goosebumps because it's like, yes, this is what I want. Um I'm still, like, unsure of the casting. Like, Tom Holland, I think, it did good. He's just still not my first choice for it. But, you know, he's what we got, and I think he did really well with it. Wahlberg, I could take or leave as Sully. Like, I really wanted somebody else yeah. as Sully. But, again, this is this is what we got. So if they're going to continue with this, then let's go from here. But Yeah, I, I think him and uh, Tom Holland had good chemistry. Yes, yeah. At, you know, together, but he just didn't feel like the same character yeah as sully in the game like it felt like he's just mark Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like he's not sully he's just the same mark Wahlberg that's in every mark Wahlberg movie. yeah and that's not sully like that it's just not um but they also kind of framed the character differently than sully is framed a little bit like you know they kind of took some diversions from it they didn't like i guess sully's always much older in like, the games yeah yeah, so it's like well, it's like I, I guess know. they go with a younger Nathan Drake. They got to bring Sully back down a little bit more too. So I, I like I get yeah. it. Yeah, I get it, but I don't necessarily love it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, Video game movies to me like carry a bit of a hesitation for me to watch because there've been so many like kind of bad adaptations. No, I I liked like Sonic the Hedgehog and stuff, but. I feel like they sort of already established that they could do it well in the first one. So I was, my hesitation with Uncharted right. was, ooh, this could be really good, or this could be... Mm. <laughs> I think even for as sort of, I guess, maybe mediocre as the movie as Uncharted felt, I think they're getting better with video game movies where they're sticking to the source material better. 
Like, it's not just like, oh, we're going to just use the title card and this this license now that we have it and just do something else with the movie or the characters. Like, Super Mario Brothers. it felt like it could be something from the game. It's just not as good as the games. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's, I think, the same thing we've talked about for years with comic books. There is a reason these things have such big audiences. Yeah. We love what we've already experienced. Taking it and doing something completely different with it isn't what anyone wants. Yeah. That's not why those things are popular. I mean, you can take some creative liberties um, here and there with the story, but if the, the core of the characters and the core of the story is there from, from the source material, I think you, you've got what you need. Yeah. And I think the thing that this did best was it took those big set-piece moments from the game. You know, like, every game has some specific crazy set piece moment or several. Yeah. And they didn't steal any of them. They made their own. They did steal one. The the opening of the movie out of the cargo plane is from a game. Is that in four? Number three. Okay. I don't remember three as well. Yeah. It's been a long that's, time. That's I, the big I set have piece not yet number three. finished four. Okay. Still, they did their own in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. And they, they're still having fun with it and doing big things, which is what Uncharted's really, you know, you get that Indiana Jones feel, but then you get the big high stakes moments. Yeah. So. Uh, anything else for the first five that I got? Not... I only saw two of them. Okay. So. <laughs> all right. On to the top five. So top five for me, number five, everything, everywhere, all at once. This was a movie that came out of nowhere. Well, I, I heard about it peripherally and was like, okay, it's getting a lot of buzz. I'm going to go check it out. And it was so far weirder than I expected it to be, but I loved it. I've only seen it once. I probably should watch it again, but it's it was unique enough that it stuck with me, and I'm still thinking about it after I've seen it. Like, that's that's a sign of a good movie. Uh, Number four for me, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. That's just, it's another fun movie. Like, I think Josh was saying it like Ryan Johnson knows how to write these movies. They're fantastic. The casts are always great. Uh, I'm anxiously awaiting another or no, maybe it was Mike. Maybe Mike said it that way. Uh, anxiously awaiting another uh, Benoit Blanc mystery movie, which, you know, we're probably going to wait a couple years for it at this point, but I'm excited. I'm, I'm curious to see how many of these they, they try to make and how quickly they're going to try and make them. Cause they seem like they're all doing very well. Granted, we've only had two of them, but, I think we're we're on pace for a lot more. Like they, they this is something as long as they come up with the hook, like they can keep pumping these out all the time. So I don't know if we're never gonna get Ryan Johnson's Star Wars trilogy that they, we've talked about for years, but if if in this place we get more knives out stuff, I'm I'm here for it. Uh number three for me is the Batman. I do think it was that good. I I granted have only seen it twice, and it's probably because of the length. I just can't sit down and feel like I want to watch a three hour movie right now. Um but I I loved what they did. I think Pattinson was really good. The cinematography was awesome. Um, the way they built that story, I think, was really good. And the slow burn of it all, the leaning into the detective aspect more than I think other Batman movies have. Uh, and I'm anxious to see where they go from here. If we get a Batman trilogy with Pattinson, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm pumped. I want to see what they do. Uh, number two for me is the, the, <laughs> the surprise for me. I think this is the... Uh, it's going to make my surprises for sure. It's a movie I didn't expect to get this high. And the more I, I watched it twice, pretty close together. Um, and it's one that I can't stop thinking about as well. Uh, and 
Mike had a Christmas movie on his list. This one is a Christmas movie for me. Spirited is oh, my number two. Okay. I fucking love this movie. I think it's a play on a Christmas carol. Uh, they do it really well. The songs are catchy as shit. Uh, Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell do awesome. Uh, but the story that they craft for these characters to go through, it spins a, a like a Christmas carol on its head. And there were about three or four times of the movie. I'm like, wow, they're actually going this direction. I have no idea where they're going here. Those those types of things, from a storytelling storytelling standpoint, I think are fantastic. And it, that's the stuff that's going to stick with me. Yeah, that movie had a cool couple of twists. Yeah. I, I think they did a really, really good job with it. And those songs are catchy as shit. Like, I, <laughs> this is one that's going to be, like Mike said, for Violent Night, this is going to be my Christmas rotation list forever. Like, I will watch this every Christmas now. If I can get it up at Apple TV, it'll probably move into mine, too. Like, if it, if it's available elsewhere. Yeah. Like I, I don't know that I'm going to keep an Apple TV subscription. Yeah, now. I borrowed my parents' ID <laughs> to get into that one. <laughs> that was the only problem. Yeah. I just did the free trial and then canceled it immediately after watching the movie. Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping this is the kind of thing that they someone actually puts on like Blu-ray or 4K or something. Like, just release the movie, did like me, physically. Yeah, or just let us buy it on Amazon. Yeah, just let us pay for it. Release know? the Reynolds cut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no surprise. My number one, Top Gun Maverick. I think this movie is infinitely rewatchable. This is the movie I have watched the most this year. Uh, just rewatching it over and over and over again. I think it's damn near perfect. Uh, the first movie is fine. Like I, I remember liking it, but compared to this one, I am so bored now watching the first Top Gun that this movie is like, I don't know if it's just pointing out some of the weaknesses of the first one, or if this one's just that good. Uh, but the way, the pacing of this movie, the story of this movie, the action of this movie, everything, Joseph Kaczynski did a fantastic job directing this. Um, he's, he's, he's up there as a director that does, I don't feel like has done a lot. But I think we mentioned earlier, Tron Legacy, Oblivion, and Top Gun Maverick are three movies that I absolutely love. And he did all three of them. So I he's another director of mine that I sort of just try to keep an eye on and see what he's up to. Um, but so, that is my top five. Anything for my top five. So did Top Gun Maverick make you go back and like revisit Top Gun after you saw Top Gun Maverick? Or did you do it opposite? It did make did me... you watch Top Gun first and like in in preparation to go see the new one? I'm trying to remember because it was you know, back in May, if I watched it before or after, I think I watched the first Top Gun after seeing Maverick for after one or two times of Maverick. So, yeah, I think that's when some of the differences I think kind of stood out to me. It's like you watch the first movie and they are very clearly in a cockpit in front of a, a video screen acting like they're flying a plane. And then you watch Maverick and you're like, no, no, these fuckers are out there and they <laughs> stuck a camera in a cockpit of a plane. And you're like this, like you can't substitute that and that that level of immersion. Like Mike said, if you watch this at all and it was released, re-released in theaters like five times over the last year because it's that type of experience. You want to see it in the biggest, loudest screen possible and which I've done. I did Dolby. I think I did IMAX. Um, I'd saw it in Dolby as much as I could because, yeah, it's just it's so good in those theaters. And I know this and, didn't make your you list, know, Andy, but if you had to, if I was picking one for you to like hurry up and go see, this is this is the one. Okay, it, it was definitely on my radar. Yeah. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> Son of and... a bitch! <laughs> but since since you didn't make it, it seemed to have flown under the radar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a stealth pilot. <laughs> Uh, it, one of the things that they did with Top Gun Maverick that I 
really liked is that they didn't really try to fuck with the theme. Oh yeah. At all. Like it, yeah. you, you talk about the music, that theme from the original movie is one of the best pieces of music written for a movie ever. And I think and it, they didn't fuck with it. They just let it be. And there's like, a lot of stuff in the movie that I think it leads on this on the nostalgia, but it does it in like the best way possible. Like I mean some of it I guess yeah. could be cornery depending on how you look at it, but for me I, it was hitting on all cylinders for me. I loved everything. I mean, you can put the Top Gun theme on to anything that you love doing and just be like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true. It yeah. doesn't matter what you're doing. It's, it's better now. Yeah. So, to me, yeah, the first movie, I feel the same way. Meh. It's okay. It's there. And this just hits a home run in so many ways. Yeah. Was Kenny Loggins um, in it? Come on. I need to know. Danger Zone? Danger Zone is in there. Yes! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, you couldn't do it without the yeah. zone and the main theme. Like you, you can't. There's no way you could do that movie right now without <laughs> it. And they knew that. They they knew what they were doing. They've got Kenny um, Loggins, the Top Gun theme, and homoerotic uh, shirtless beach activities going on. They did that again yeah, too. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> um, they, they, on the the rest of your top five, Spirited was a consideration for me. Um. Yeah, I, I loved it. Um, you know, the it I th- there's one song specifically that I think stands out among the rest. I'm not going to spoil it. Watch it. Get it for yourself. Good but good afternoon to everybody <laughs> here. Um, enjoy that. And it, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. It's Will Ferrell getting to have a ton of fun and putting him for the first time, I think, opposite Ryan Reynolds. I think it worked. Yeah. The two of them, t- I wasn't sure how that was going to go because they're so different <laughs> comedically that I, I really didn't know what was going to happen. And it worked out good. They, they were great. together. I was su- Even like singing. I think I was, I was surprised how well they seemed like they were singing the songs too. Uh, yeah. I was just going to say, yeah. I was surprised for is how um, neither one of them are really known for their singing voices and how well yeah. they actually did in that. I would, yeah. Uh, Josh, anything to add? Or are you good? Yeah, I think I got all my notes in. Okay. Um, I'll quickly hit my surprises and disappointments. Uh, it's again stuff that's already on my list mostly, but surprises. Spirited surprised the crap out of me. That's why it's number two. Uh, Turning Red, I thought was really, really good, and that surprised me as well. That made my list, and Everything All at Once was another surprise for me, which also made my list. Uh, disappointments. Thor: Love and Thunder. I really had higher hopes for that and it just kind of fell a little bit flat for me um black adam i'm throwing out there as a disappointment because after 15 um, years to make a movie you it better be fucking good but it wasn't and jurassic <laughs> I feel world like that didn't disappoint me jurassic world dominion i think was my other disappointment okay. i was really excited hoping that they were going to cap this trilogy off in a good way and it just didn't hit for me i've heard the extended I, cut of that movie is better but i watched it it's not much. okay because I've, I've, I, I thought I heard the same thing. I'm like, oh, let me try, and I was just like, oh, I all right. I don't think I realized there was an extended cut for that movie. For the the home release, there's a fifteen yeah. or twenty minute extra stuff in there. Oh, do you have to like specifically play that version? Like, do they give you? The I would. Assume... I think it was on HBO Max, okay. so you could choose it. Like, you could choose which one. Hmm. 
Yeah, I would assume there's probably a theatrical cut and extended cut somewhere on the on the Blu-ray. Okay. But I never bought it to check it out, so I don't know. Uh, what I was going to say is Black Adam didn't surprise me as a disappointment. It didn't disappoint me because I fully anticipated and expected it to suck. Yeah. I get that was yeah. what I would like, it would have surprised me if it was good and it would have been all my surprises, but I guess I really did sort um, of go into that with lower expectations, but still like, it's just more that like you'd have 15 years to make a movie and it just fell that flat. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I, I saw black Adam and I, I actually, I enjoyed it, but I felt like it misplaced where I enjoyed it. Like I expected to enjoy the rocks role in it more and I enjoyed like Pierce Brosnan's role probably the most. He's the one every we keep coming out of that movie. Everyone's talking about Pierce Brosnan that no, movie, very, which is like for a movie called Black movie. Adam. And, and you don't what do you do? Yeah. You don't get a lot of him in the beginning, you know. And and the times when he's like sprinkled in, are, I think, are the best moments of that movie. Him and Hawkman, yeah. I, I think, are are just like the coolest parts of that movie. Yeah, I would agree. Um, can I sprinkle something in here as a surprise for me in a, in a way? Okay. Because I wanted to do this right at the end because I honestly, I think we talked about one of these two and I didn't really know what to do with them because <laughs> they were not feature length. Um, and that's Werewolf by Night and the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Th- these to me, I didn't know what to do with them because <laughs> they're not shows. They aren't. Sh- it's a single one shot thing. Um, and, and I would say they both were really, really damn good. So I, I I just wanted to put that out there. I didn't know what to do with them as far as a a list goes. So that's fair out there. Make sure you watch them. Um, you'll, you know, you'll get a lot out of both. They're great. Um, all right. Well, I guess that concludes our lists. Uh, so based on the Rotten Tomatoes ratings, I'll go through everybody's lists here. Andy had a critic rating of 69, nice, 0. 0.3. Uh, audience rating of 83.4. I'd say I'm probably on the low end of the totem pole then. A little bit. Um, Josh has a critic rating of 71 or 76.1. Oof. Audience rating of 86.2. Respectable. Uh, Mike has a critic rating of 80. And the audience rating of 83.5. And I've got a critic rating of 80.1. Oh. So I, I got Mike by a point. Eked him out by 0.1. <laughs> and I've got an audience rating of 86.2. So I'm tied with Josh for the audience rating. And I didn't even have Maverick on my list to... Yeah. Imagine if I, if I had Maverick on mine, I probably would have come out on, you on both. Yeah, you would have probably passed me. He'd have been the... Top Gun. <laughs> I was going to say, the, the problem with my own list and yours, Josh, is Clerks 3. It was not critically as well received as the rest of our lists. Uh, it's only cl- like yeah, 60 something. Clerks percent. 3 is 62 for critic. Well, I'll, uh, I'll, 93 for audience, but 62 sin- critic. Since he's not here, I'll, I'll invoke Ian and remind people that critics never know what they're talking about. They're always wrong. <laughs> But actually, uh, Adam Project for you, Mike, was another critic one at 67. Yeah, again, critics don't know what so, they're talking yeah. about. They're usually wrong. As we critique movies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> here. I, don't, I never don't consider us critics. I guess movies. I always can just consider us like fans. 
I mean, what's what's the first thing you think of when you think between. of critics? Oh, I guess review scores, right? So we're yeah, review. I mean, but I don't know. Yeah, I think we're somewhere in between. You know, we, we we don't look at things purely as art, but we can respect the art at the same time. Until we time. get some sort of like press badge for some of this stuff, like yeah. <laughs> we are not a critic. <laughs> Uh, always, all right, I'm going to quickly go ahead, Andy. Go ahead. I was going to say, anytime I think of like critics, the first thing that comes to mind are the uh, the, the two old guys and the Muppets. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're definitely not there yet. I thought you were going to say like Cisco and. Uh, no, I mean <laughs> they do come to mind, but not before the the two Muppet. Oh, oh, what the hell are their names? I can't even come over there right now. Yeah, you're asking me to try to pull something that I'm not going to get, and then people are going to get mad at me because I can't think of it. None of us have this, so don't worry <laughs> Not about coming it. to mind. Nope. Uh, all right, so I'm going to quickly recap everybody's lists, and then we'll close it down. So, for Andy, his top ten. Number ten, Death on the Nile. Number nine, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Number eight, Jurassic World Dominion. Number seven, Thor Love and Thunder. Number six was Prey. Number five, Elvis. Number four, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse Madness. Number three... The Unbearable Way to Massive Talent, number two, Bullet Train, and number one, The Batman. For Josh's list, uh, number ten for him, Everything Everywhere All at Once, number nine, The Menu, number eight, Bullet Train, number seven, Where the Crawdads Sing, number six, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, number five, The Batman, four, Prey, three, Clerks Three, two, Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery, and number one, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Uh, for Mike, it's top 10. Number 10, Vengeance. Number 9, Smile. Number 8, The Atom Project. Number 7, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Number 6, Barbarian. Number 5, Top Gun Maverick. Number 4, Clerks 3. Number 3, The Menu. Number 2, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Number 1, Violent Night. And then for myself, my top 10. Number 10, Bullet Train. Number 9, Marcel, The Shell with Shoes On, which is a little bit tough to say. Uh, number 8, Turning Red. Number 7, Uncharted. Number 6, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Number 5, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Number 4, Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery. Number 3, The Batman. Number 2, Spirited. Number 1, Top Gun Maverick. And thus concludes our favorite movies of 2022. So, until oh. next year. Statler and Waldorf. Oh, is that their names? <laughs> yes. <laughs> did you Google that as I, I was rattling I, off I, movies? I, I did. <laughs> Cheater. <laughs> uh, all right. I guess that's it for us. Again, uh, we'll uh, see what we come back with for the next episode. I don't really have anything planned currently, but uh, we'll see what we come up with. Speed Racer. Um, and well, what was that? Speed Racer. Speed, oh, yeah, we could do, yeah, if we, if we have in the pocket the next Rewind Theater that we've been putting off for probably six months. Oh, yeah, it's been a long <laughs> which, time. <laughs> which is Speed Racer, which I'm actually Most excited to see, so maybe that's the one we should do, just so I can say, <laughs> I did excuse I, to watch it every again. Every time I, I remind finally, you of it, you say that. I know. I did finally yeah, watch Andor in its entirety, so. Oh, okay. Josh, did you ever get to Halo? We never, we never covered that. <laughs> we did not, no. Uh, I'll look at my... Uh, Paramount Plus uh, free trial time period and see when to <laughs> when to do that. Josh, did you watch Andor? I didn't know where you were at with that show. Still haven't yet. No. Nope. Okay. 
So I guess we can we can decide if we want to if me, Mike, and Andy want to do Andor, if we want to try yeah. to wait and see when Josh gets through it, if we want to do it. <laughs> I'll, I'll get there eventually, but don't hold your breath. Okay. Um. Also, I'm three episodes away from finishing Willow. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Same. I want to finish that. Yeah, Willow might be a good one to talk about too. Okay, maybe Willow. Maybe we try Willow before Andor. Maybe that's the way to go if we're all that close to finishing. Like I finished it. Josh finished it. Yeah. If you guys are that close, maybe maybe that's something we can try to look at in a couple weeks. Okay. Uh, all right. So we we may have just decided what we're doing next. We'll, we'll keep it posted. <laughs> We've got options, people. We've got options. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, again, so if you've enjoyed the show, please support us. Leave a five-star rating and review. Be sure to give us a share on social media. You can subscribe to keep up with the show. We are on Spotify, iTunes, Google, Anchor, Stitcher, Amazon. Hopefully anywhere you're listening to podcasts, you can find us. Uh, check us out on Facebook. Search facebook.com slash Friends or, or yeah, search Friends or go to facebook.com slash Friends. I was like, why does that sound weird? Because I fucked it up. That's why. Uh <laughs> You can send us questions, comments, topic suggestions, any of that stuff there. Hit us up. Uh, send us an email, brightguysuperfriends at gmail.com. I haven't checked it in in a long time. I lost track of how long. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at bgsuperfriends. That I will see. That we can talk. Uh, feel free to follow me on Twitch at JediBryGuy. That's Jedi with an I, Bry with a Y. Uh, anytime we decide to do another live recording of a show, we will do it there. Uh, if you want to randomly see me play some video games here and there, also do that there. Uh, and that's it. On behalf of Andy, Josh, Mike, and myself, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Highway to the Fry Guy Zone. <laughs> I gotta use that for something now. Like that's that's a given. I think we just might replace the theme song with that. <laughs>